If you could high to collab in the twinkling of an eye. Prior to that, Elder Stephen Bolshevitz of the Church Historian's Office spoke. How shines the glory of the saints in this dispensation of times? Tears have been shed, hearts raised, lives changed. As a young man while sitting in my living room, playing with my snake, Henry, there was a knock at the door. It was the stake president. Tommy, will you be the bishop of the largest stake in the universe? I said I would. I said I would always go and be to the rescue. One afternoon while riding my bicycle, I looked and I saw old Widow Johnson's farm. I said, I need to go there. I need to save Rid Widow Johnson. And so I drove up. Up the creaky store, up the creaky steps, I went. Knock, knock. Out from the curtains, she peered. Bright eyes, hope, smiling. But then I heard a sad, sad sound coming from her black and white TV. You know what it said? It said, show for you tonight let me tell you 90 minutes of uh, the most fun you can have with your garments off let me tell you we've got Sandra Tanner in the house we're never gonna get through this so I'm gonna go quick Timothy Oliver Jim Catlin Jerry Holt Bill McKeever Rowney Higley Andy Pollan Marv Callen, Doris Hansen, Ru Russ East, plus so much more. The house is packed. We've got door prizes, giveaway galores, thanks to Lifeway Christian Bookstores on State Street, Murray. Let me first take a minute and recognize uh, the power 
that is behind any uh, success for anybody's ministry, this one included, and that is, is our Lord. So let's pray. Father, we collectively come here, uh, many, many people who have sacrificed much to reach out to our family and friends who are LDS, Lord. We pray for your Holy Spirit to uh, fill the program, to fill those who are searching, to connect them with people with the right information for the right time in their lives. We pray you will set the state of Utah on fire. We pray you will bless those who will be guests on our program tonight, that you will help them to articulate the things you want them to say and that I will be able to respond accordingly. We love you, Lord, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. 14 years ago, I went to my wife and told her I had been born again, that my wife and my children were all LDS. 10 years ago, with my wife at my side, I asked to be excommunicated from the LDS church. Uh, she and my daughter are still LDS today. All of them have come out uh, by seeing the difference between religion and a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So they're here with us tonight. I'd like to introduce my family. Please come up. Uh, you're going to... You guys are slow. Hooray! <laughs> Uh, this is Mary, my wife of 25 years plus, 26, 25 years plus. This is Cassidy, the middle daughter. This is Mallory, the oldest daughter, and this is Delaney, the youngest. And, uh, I tell you, without their devotion, I never could have done it. In addition to my family, uh, we could never function without the devoted work of the Webster family. They don't want to come up, but they're, they're going to anyway. Uh, Derek and Danita and their children, Brandy, Kelsey, Crystal, Chance, of course, Jocelyn, Blake, Tiff, they do everything that, that I don't, and that's everything, except host the show. So we are so grateful to all of them. Come in, act like you love each other. The one who's got a cold, stay away from me. Uh, and this is the Webster family, so... Uh, You know, the Satan is always trying, no matter if you have two people or 20 together, he's always trying to rip us apart, and it, he's successful sometimes. We get on each other's nerves, and, uh, but the Lord has uh, blessed us by keeping us together, and we hope there will be continued unity uh, with everybody here. So I love you guys so much. Thanks for being on. Listen, those were only the beginning. Uh, we run crazy week in to week out with the help of these volunteers. Check this out. We are so grateful for everybody who had contributes their time, their talents, their uh, almost all, all volunteers, and uh, they really have come together to help the program get off each week. But let me take you back for a second. Um, 
This all got started when a Christian woman in 2003 or 4 emailed me in a little website that we had for a book called Born Again Mormon. Her name was Michelle Ormel. And she said, my husband manages a, a television station in Utah. For a couple of years, we talked back and forth. I emailed her husband once or twice. In fact, come up, Denny. Come on over. This is her husband who manages and has managed uh, TV20 for all these years. Now, I emailed Denny a number of times from California because his wife said, hey, you, you might want to try to do something. He never, ever would talk to me. For years, he wouldn't talk to me. I was just somebody else bugging him. And then, uh, so they got uh, the book, I guess, and Greg Johnson, Reverend Johnson, invited me to be on his show. And uh, after that, Denny, and uh, he said, do you want to do a show of your own? And that was, that was in March, right? Right. 2006. Michelle and I got a phone call saying, we live in Sandy. And Sean said, I have a new book I want to give to you. So we were going to meet him at a restaurant, which we did. And on the way over, we kind of had our ideas of what we thought he looked like. I thought he'd be short and squatty. And my wife thought he'd be tall, but wear cowboy boots. And she won. She got it. <laughs> awesome. Now, Denny has uh, managed this station so well, brought in great programming. And he, he's a professional. And uh, he is uh, in the employ of the owners of the station, who we have the privilege of having here tonight. So I'd love to invite Spence and Pat and Connie to please come up. A round of applause for Denny. I'll put you guys together. This is uh, Connie and Spence, husband and wife, and over here is Pat. Pat and Connie are sisters. And what was the intention that your father kind of gave to you girls, I use that term loosely, <laughs> gave to you girls to do with this station? To preach the gospel all around the world. About, about the Bible being the true word of God. Well, praise and God. And, and it's been successful. We know, just to let you know, that, and they probably don't want me to say this, but they sacrificed greatly to keep this station alive and going. And we are so grateful because of the number of people who have come out into a saving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ because of them. So we love you Amen. and we're very grateful to you. Thank you Thank so you much. much. I just wanted to tell you one thing. Wait a minute. We have one thing. Do you want to say one thing? One thing. All right, one thing. The best thing that happened to TV20 was you. Oh, you are <laughs> nice. One of the things that made Heart uh, so popular is the fact that it's not just a television program, but it all starts from here, but is a highly interactive uh, television program with the internet. This did not come about because of us. Many of you know that a guy named Andrew, he actually was a young or a late teenager at this time in Norway. He wrote and said, can I have permission to put segments of your show on this thing called YouTube? And we didn't know what it was. And we said, have at it. And he had at it. And there's like 1,400 clips that he has taken on his own dime and his own time and put them on. And that is what has drawn such an international audience to watching Heart of the Matter and, and people. Are. So thank you very much, Andrew, for doing that. All that being said, Heart of the Matter is, is uh, new uh, compared to many, many, many people who have been in this state for years, decades. 
and have been in the trenches fighting it out for the truth of Jesus Christ. And we came along and we really have, uh, we've reaped some, uh, much of the harvest and the seeds that they have planted over the years. And so we kind of wanted to have this show be a spotlight and a highlight of these people and what they have done. And we're going to begin by bringing up Jerry Holt and Jim Catlin. Jerry is of Source Flicks. Jim is of Sacred Grove Ministries and Main Street Church. This is Jerry. Jerry, Hi. you're with Source Flicks. Tell the audience what Source Flicks is, and we're going to have a little, uh, I'll talk to three. We're going to have a, a graphic up here telling you where you can contact Jerry. Hey, Source Flicks ministry started out as Living Hope uh, Ministry. Uh, when Joel moved to uh, Jerusalem, uh, he had to come up with a name that didn't sound quite so Christian. So uh, he went to the Source in Israel. So that's where he came up with Source and Flicks, of course, for the movies. And what are some of the titles that you produce? Uh, first one put out was uh, DNA versus the Book of Mormon, Bible versus Book of Mormon, Mormon, excuse me. Mormonian, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lifting the Veil of Polygamy, and uh, the newest one out dealing with Mormonism is called The Bible versus Joseph Smith. Wow, fantastic. Great stuff. <laughs> if you haven't seen them, go to Source Flicks. You can have the information there on the screen. Now we have on the other uh, side of me, we have Jim Ka Pastor, yes. Jim from Brigham City. Yeah, that's right. Brigham, Brigham yes city <laughs> pastor jim tell them about your ministry and what's going on up there in brigham city well we uh we continue to do videos source flicks came out of us a couple years ago and we're still doing videos uh for mormon topics uh, we recently did one called unveiling grace you heard about adam's road and adam's road uh, came through they come through every summer so we've done that uh, it's part of a sacred groves series and sacred groves is a way of us giving uh, ex-mormons who become christians a way to tell their personal story in terms of meeting Jesus. So we're doing that. We have a couple new projects on it we want to mention so you can pray for us. Uh, uh, Scott Johnson really is our videographer, and mm. Scott couldn't be here tonight, so I'm going to relate for him. Uh, a couple of them, one we're trying to do a video that captures more ex-polygamous testimonies mm. who come to the Lord, uh, newer ones in that sense. Also, uh, African-Americans who become disenchanted with the church because of the 78 issues. Mm. We're trying to find them, to put them on the Sacred Grove website. Excellent. And also, we're doing a compacted training DVD uh, booklet thing to train Christians how to talk to Mormon missionaries with a tiny amount of preparation. Excellent. We're doing that as well. So, now, you, uh, it's uh, your church that produces Doris Hansen's. Do I have that right? Yeah, so we produce Doris's show on Thursday nights. Okay. We're on the other set that you can't see right now, right across All the right. Room. It's filled so, with very uh, smart people, I so can tell you that. That's, that's right. So, yeah, we have our fingers in a lot of stuff. So, okay. uh, it's just great. Final word. I'm going to put everybody on the spot. Final word message. Quickly give to the audience about what you would like to say relative to anything, the Lord, Mormonism, whatever. Well, well one thing that's on my heart is that uh, the videos are, are a tool to reach the Mormon people, and uh, we need to get them to a larger audience. We need liter literally to get the videos around the world, and so pray with us that that will happen, and that's our goal. Pastor Jim. Yeah, same with us, but I'll relate one personal thing with you. I don't, you probably don't know this, but I, when I first came in the state, I heard a presentation you did at Sunstone in 2004. Oh, yeah. And I heard that, and I said, oh, my gosh. This, I, I prayed, God, this guy has got to somehow get his message larger than Sunstone. Huh. Happy 300, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, you guys. Love you. Thanks. Our ability to remain on the air is directly related to you, our viewership, and how you are led to assist with prayers, volunteerism, 
financially if the Lord so, so leads, check this spot out. Go to the Lord, confess yourself as a sinner, ask Jesus to take over your life and to give you a new heart and tell the Lord that you trust him and you'll wait for him to do that. I promise you, I promise you in the name of Jesus Christ, I promise you from biblical experience, I promise you from my own life experience that he will step in, he will take care of you, and he will give you vision to see spiritual things and live a life like you've never had before. God bless, see you next Tuesday. A number of years ago, I had an opportunity to have uh, uh, Sandra Tanner on the program, and with her was another woman uh, by the name of Doris Hansen. We were going to show you a clip, but we couldn't find it. But I made the joke when they, I was sitting between, I was like, yeah, this is just pretty comfortable here. And uh, sorry, I guess it wasn't that funny, but because uh, uh, Doris came out of polygamy, and she now does a program here on TV20 that is uh, about Mormonism. It's about polygamy, and it, it really uh, reaches to those people who are caught up in that deception and lies. So, Doris Hansen. Hello. Last time you were on this side of me. Well, yeah, I was there on the other side last time. Doris Hansen, tell us, tell the audience your story. Uh, I was born and raised in the Kingston Polygamy Group, and um, I didn't like it. I, I hated the lifestyle. I hated the teaching. It was an oppressive lifestyle. It was godless, although they do worship a god, but it's not the one of the Bible. I didn't know that at the time. Um, I became very rebellious when I reached my teenage years, and by the time I was 18, I was ready to get out of there, and I did. And when I left, I kind of like jumped from the frying pan into the fire. I was naive. I was young. I knew nothing. I just wanted out. 
And as the years went by, I shunned all religion. I shunned God and, and the, uh, the Bible. And God got a hold of me one time, and uh, he showed me uh, that he is love and that he loved me. He didn't hate me like I'd been taught all my life. And so I gave my heart and my life to Jesus. And at that time, I wanted more than anything to be able to help others get out of polygamy. And not just to get out, but to come to know the truth. It's such a passion with me that they should know that God does not require polygamy for salvation. Praise God. What kind of response has uh, the show had? You've been on quite a, quite a, over two years, right? Oh, we're going on four years. On four years. You're getting old. I, I, I stay the same it. age. <laughs> It's horrible that that happens. Oh, four years. So how has the response been? It's been great. It's been amazing. It's, uh, we, we get, uh, most of our response, of course, is through email or telephone calls. And some of the people that email me with the stories that they wouldn't dare come on the show and talk about, it just breaks your heart or else it makes your heart sing because you're helping what Jesus said. He came to set the captives free. Mm. And that's exactly what we want to do is get them out of that bondage. Um, and polygamy, I believe, is a tougher bondage to get out of than the Mormon church. I would believe because it. Because it's a deep-seated stranglehold that mm -hmm. they have on them. You know, uh, Mary and I, we got a call, and we went to a young woman's house just two weeks ago. And uh, I have never seen somebody so emotionally and psychologically emaciated from the ravages of being in a polygamous marriage. We saw a modern home, modern dress, modern life. Totally immersed in that sinister system. It is. It's awful. It's, it's horrible. We praise God for the work you do, Doris. Any thoughts you'd like to leave with the audience tonight? Yes. I do want to say to those who are in polygamy, or if you know anyone who's in polygamy right now, I was not set free. I had been out of the polygamy group 25 years before I came to a saving faith in Jesus Christ, and I wasn't free for those 25 years. I carried around that burden. I want you to know Jesus is the Savior. Uh, polygamy isn't the Savior. No church is the Savior, only Jesus. And if you'll turn to Him and give your heart to Him, He will set you free. Praise God. Thank you. Thanks so much. Uh, as we said, Heart of the Matter is a result of uh, Greg Johnson. Reverend Greg Johnson invited me to be on his show. And, uh, and then uh, Doris's program is a result of her coming on Heart of the Matter. So, and... Uh, Greg has a show because of Denny, and Denny has a job because of the owner. So it just, it just keeps going down through this way, and this is how the Lord works, and it's a beautiful thing. So listen, a few months ago, we asked a man to gird up his loins, to put his shoulder to the wheel, and to come on the air. He was at the time LDS uh, and a uh, former bishop. Uh, I'd like to ask Bishop Earl to come on out. We have a show that's going to be getting in January. It's called The X-Files, and Bishop Earl is going to be hosting it. What's up, Anna? So, it's, uh, how's it been for you and your family? It hasn't been too long that you did your 17 minutes of truth, and that has really gotten out there. A lot of hits, a lot of response on the emails to us and you. Uh, how's it been for you and the family? The extended family, it's been, uh, as I explained in the 17 minutes, it's been rough. We've had been very divided. We have some that are uh, following along and have come to relationship with the Savior. Uh, and a lot of them aren't even willing to listen, mm -hmm. won't, won't talk to us really about it. They're not interested in looking or searching. 
they're blinded by the craftiness of men and uh, and we're struggling with that but uh, we're trusting in God we're praying for a miracle in their lives and softened hearts and hope things will work out it's the best way and they will my brother uh, how's the response been from the LDS uh, people who were LDS and have come out into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ and have left Mormonism. How's the response been to you and how's the show looking? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a lot of responses. And like Doris just mentioned, there's so many that don't feel like they could come on the program, but they have such a story to tell, the angst and the, the bondage they feel and, mm -hmm. and the problems in, in realizing that the church has problems and it's historical teachings and so on don't mesh with what we are taught all the time and, and you point that out uh, week after week and and so they have a, a hard time with uh, coming out but they they're not sure they want to come on the show yet but they 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 are struggling and but we see fruit we see people coming to a saving relationship we'll get them we'll, they'll come on after yeah. they see the the fruit now i just want you to know the management uh, denny and and the owners have agreed to let us produce a new show because i am so calm and nice all the time and bishop earl is so wild he's gonna present a, just a wild show out there on the x-files coming in january brother i love you yeah, thank you thanks Our next guest is a man large in spirit and in stature. Uh, yeah, hopefully he's here. He is! And uh, this is a good friend of mine, Russ East from uh, Utah Partnerships for Christ. How you doing, my brother? Really good, really good. Good. Tell us your, tell us your story. All right, well, I was, I was saved out of a fourth-generation LDS home. 31 years ago, and growing up, I would go on mission trips to Utah, and I, uh, my home church had these mission trips to Utah that I just loved going on, uh, talking about Christ to the people here in Utah as a high school kid, and uh, it was back about the year 2000 when, well, we moved here in 94, and then in the year 2000, we started our own ministry to bring out high school groups and college-age groups uh, to Utah to share the gospel with people. And the Lord has blessed us with about 2,000 students that have been out through wow. our doors and about maybe 200 groups total. And um, I just find it a, a real blessing to go to the wards on a Sunday with, with a group of 12 or 15 high school kids. We, we split them up into small groups. And they go and they invite people back to our facility for dinner. And we share the gospel with them there. We feed them. We talk to them. And we see God just, you know, moving ahead of us. Wow. And then it builds opportunities for for continued relationship on Facebook with these kids. And um, a lot of these, these Mormon students that our kids interact with, you know, they maybe haven't had many conversations with Christians. So mm. it kind of hopefully will spark the Christians here in Utah to, to come along board with us. And then we can just see a, a swell of that kind of activity going on. Kind of like the way Paul would go to the synagogue. We, that's the kind of model we're trying to follow. Awesome. So, so is, uh, is there any specific need your ministry has uh, can churches help by contacting youth groups and saying, yes, hey, yes. Tell, tell us how. Yeah, I, I think if, if your home church uh, would get in contact with us, just go to just Google Utah Partnerships for Christ. Uh, we'd love to, to have some contact with a, a church outside of Utah, wherever they're located. We've had teams come out from all around the country, and we've had internships from uh, all around the world, too. And it's just exciting to see the people that really want to reach the Mormons. And so we'd love to have, have that communication with you. 
I feel very protected by him. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best, brother. Thank we you love you. Love Keep you. going. Thank love you, you too. Right. <laughs> Russ East also manages uh, the AM820, uh, the Truth Radio Station here in Utah, which plays uh, excellent programming, including Heart of the Matter on Sundays uh, from 1 to 2. So if you're interested, uh, and if you're not interested in Heart of the Matter replays, tune in to AM820 because it is a great uh, station. Speaking of Sundays, uh, Aletheia Ministries has moved from being a California tax-exempt corporation to becoming a tax-exempt Utah church. We hold services twice every Sunday, once at 10 a.m. called Milk, once at 2.30 called Meat. And it's really a deconstructed approach to doing church. We, we do things differently, and it's for a specific niche type of person probably who's come out of Mormonism, isn't ready to fully go into the praise and worship that happens uh, at some traditional Christian churches. And so it's kind of a halfway house for people, and that's, where, that's what we're serving. We go verse by verse. Well, tonight we're going to give you a taste of how the music sounds, uh, because we, what we do uh, is we sing the Word of God uh, uh, put to music. That's our worship. And so it not only helps you remember uh, the word, but it uh, is a form where it removes kind of the man-made stuff, you know, Jesus, I'm in love with you, you know, will you go out on a date uh, with me next week? And it just brings in his word and we sing that. So uh, all kidding aside, let's take a look at how the music sounds. One, two, three, one, two, four, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. For the Jew first and also for the Greek. Mm, I am not ashamed. No, I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed. No, I am not ashamed. No, I am not. No, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation. For everyone who for the Jew first and also for the Greek. That's Sundays at the U of U. Go to www.campus.com for more information uh, about how to get there, etc. If you're interested, of course, if you're, you belong to your own uh, church, continue going there, support it, because all churches need to be strengthened uh, here in the state as Mormonism continues to crumble because of the works of the people uh, that we're having on the show tonight have done. Uh, ahead of us. You know, back when Joseph created Mormonism and Brigham Young enforced it, 
there wasn't any technology out there um, where its history and the truth about it could really be known. And so when people came out here, they were all protected from the truth. And obviously that's a much different story today with kind of the ubiquitous nature of television and radio and DVD downloads. Anybody who wants the truth can find it. It's really up to you. Uh, but there's a huge tool out there and it's radio like AM820. And there's a program out on the radio these days that's exceptional in interviewing Mormons, former Mormons, and for them telling their story about what it is. And uh, the show is produced by Andy Poland of Concerned Christians. It's called Out of Mormonism, and we have Andy here tonight. So come on out, Andy. And all the way from Mesa, Arizona. Not too many Mormons out there, are there? No, there, well, actually, there's a lot. Of, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're we. We call it Salt Lake City South. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A lot of Mormons there. Tell us about yourself, Andy, and your ministry. Uh, well, I was born and raised Mormon, and um, actually, when I started studying uh, Mormonism, actually, Sandra Tanner's book helped me the most in knowing that Mormonism was false. But when I started uh, investigating Christianity, that's where Concerned Christians came in. Uh, Jim and Judy Robertson started Concerned Christians about 40 years ago. Wow. And. Um, when we started having questions, there was this group that we could go to and start talking. And uh, the first night I went down there, I got saved. Wow. And so, um, uh, you know, long story short, uh, Jim retired last uh, three years ago, and he asked me to take over for him. And so now I run Concerned Christians in Mesa. Wow. Praise God. So tell us about the radio program. How did that come about, and where is it heard, and what is the format, and how's it been going? Well, uh, the... The radio show actually kind of uh, was an interesting thing. We got a call from one of the local stations in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and they said, hey, we would like to uh, do a show about Mormonism, and we'd like to have you do that. And so we, we took some time to think about what we would want to say, and we thought, you know, we really don't want to get into arguments with Mormons and stuff like that. And uh, so we don't want to have a call-in show, but we thought, you know, we would like to have testimonies, people sharing their story about how they came out of Mormonism. Uh, and so that's really how the, the, it all got started. Um, how long ago was that? Uh, it's going on uh, two years now. Uh, and so um, we are, uh, well, actually, I'm sorry, it's three years. Yeah, um, three years. Can't believe it. <laughs> Um, and uh, we are really happy with the testimonies that are on there. It's very encouraging. Um, we're on uh, KUTR here in uh, Utah, and uh, we're also online at uh, outofmormonism.com. Very uh, good. So you can listen to those podcasts anytime. How many, are, how many guests have you interviewed so far? I don't even know. About. I, I, how do you get them? Do, they call, do you find them and uh, ask them? Or? Well, I actually, uh, a lot, sometimes they find us. Sometimes uh, we're finding them. You know? So uh, you know, if you guys want to tell your story, we'd be happy to have you come on Out of Mormonism. So you hear that? They're on the screen there, we have the graphic. Yep. Uh, outofmormonism.com. If you want to be interviewed, if you've come out of Mormonism, same thing that we were doing with Bishop Earl in the future for television, for radio, get on the air and tell them your story. Say, look, I was LDS. I wasn't a good Mormon or I was a great Mormon. And this is really what happened. The reason this is important is because that church is making a huge effort to reach people through the media. The internet is essentially, in my opinion, owned by them. You go on there and you type in Mother of Jesus, an article by the LDS will come on. I just typed in, I just typed in 10, uh, 12 tribes of Israel. A Mormon article came up first and foremost. They are dominating uh, the stuff, and so it's going to take some concerted effort on your part 
to step forward, be on Andy's show. And uh, can they do that through the telephone distance? Yeah, just call me. I'd be happy. Uh, just call me at Concerned Christians, 480-833-2537. Uh, One more time. 480-833-2537. I'd be happy to talk to you about that. It's really exciting. Andy, uh, after almost three years of interviews of people, everybody's story is different. What would you like to share with the audience uh, as a final remark? Well, I, I think what is important is that we are sharing the hope that we have in Jesus um, and why we, I mean, we didn't just leave Mormonism. We came into a relationship with Christ. And so that's what the heart of Adam Mormonism is all about, is to share that new relationship that we have. Awesome. Awesome. Well, praise God. Thanks for being on the program. Thank you. All right. God bless. For nearly uh, six years, we've been on the same set, except we met over there first, and I stood, and my hair was short, and I was a little bit heavier then. Uh, but uh, we've been here, and there have been some regulars who have been in our audience, studio audience. I mean, you're talking Blizzard, anything, they have been here. And so um, I'd just like to invite them, if they'd like to come up here, to, uh, to come and be on the screen so you can know who we're talking about. First, we got Robert Verdon. I'd like Robert. Dave, Ken. Reed, are you out there in the audience? Please come forward, if you will, for a second. Everybody else is chicken? Come on up. <laughs> this is Robert, and I got to tell you, you want a walking encyclopedia, it's Robert. He knows the Bible like, like uh, you can't believe, and he knows Mormonism very well, Catholicism very well, Watch. Masonry very well. Watchtower. Watchtower very well. And if you ever have a question, you ask Robert, and he can come up with the answer. And if he doesn't know it, he'll get back to you. So he's been a faithful guy, and he is out there in the streets. He's one of the guys who really do a lot of street work. He's at the fair every year. Yes. at the fair every year and uh, with different people at booths. His job is not an easy one, much dip more difficult than what I do or what many others do. So, Robert, we appreciate and love you. And this is Dave, who's also come out of Mormonism. That's right. Tell your story really quickly. Oh, my goodness. Uh, about two years ago or so, I was starting to read the, uh, the Bible extensively, and I, I was sharing with my wife as I was a Mormon, and I realized, I kept telling her, I said, Janet, you know what? God is, is just one. It's so different from the God of Mormonism, because you know Mormonism they believe that there's three separate gods, which is polytheism. So I, I started really finding so many different issues, and it came to me that I just couldn't accept it anymore. And it was one day when I was supposed to sustain the prophets and lift up my arm, and I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. It wouldn't go up. And I said, "That's it. I'm done." Wow. And so uh, and praise the Lord that that I found a relationship with him. Now your again. lovely wife Janet, how did she respond to this? It was very difficult for her. As a matter of fact, about six months, uh, we were having tough times, and I came to the point where about four months, four or five months, that I was going through the struggle. I left Mormonism, came into this, and, and what happened was, um, praise the Lord, I, I just gave my heart to him, and I just said, Janet, he's first, uh, foremost. You know, I love you, but I love him more, and, and I don't know if it's going to work out. At that moment, we were sitting in my car, and I was bawling hysterically, more than I've ever bawled in my life, cried in my life. And she said, show me what you have. And at that moment, uh, it changed everything. Praise God. Praise God. Made a big difference. There you go.
You're involved in a lot of outreach to Latter-day Saints. Final word, what you would suggest to anybody who is sitting in the church, they're thinking, no, it's true, it's true, it's true. What would you suggest to them, Dave? What do they do? I think one of the key things that really troubles me and I'm really concerned with with Mormonism is that when you look at Mormonism, they consider that they are the only body of Christ. I've come to realize that the body of Christ is everything. Um, and the, the actual body itself is all of us, all of the believers. And so they, you got to realize you don't own Jesus. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it, Jesus is for all. God is for all. He came for all. And those who really believe and trust in him and have faith in him are part of the body. And we are here today, many, many hundreds of people here today who, who believe that they're part of the body. And we believe you can do the same thing. Praise God. Thanks, my brother. Thanks. Love you. <laughs> Listen, Dave makes a really good point. And the point is this. The LDS Church does say they are the only true church on the face of the earth. You have to receive their ordinances, uh, the temple rites, everything that they say in order to be exalted and live with Heavenly Father again. And the problem with that, uh, LDS, if you're sitting there saying, well, I believe what Dave said. I believe there are people out there who are part of the body like we are, and it doesn't matter whether you're LDS or not. And I'm going to tell you, your, your church does not teach that at all. And so you're deluding yourself and believing that they do. And so what you have here surrounded here on the sound stage right now are people who predominantly have come out and they have realized that it's a relationship, it's not the religion. And that is what Dave was saying. You need to find out the relationship. Go to uh, God directly. Say, show me. Prove that idiot on the TV wrong. Show me how all these people are wrong. Open my eyes and ears and heart. Let me know the truth and trust him. He will show you. Our next guests, uh, true pioneers, certainly here in the state of Utah in reaching out to the LDS. Their name, Marv Cowan and Pastor Timothy Oliver. P tell us about yourselves, gentlemen. Come forward. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. All right. This is Marv and this is Tim. Marv, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I was brought up in the Mormon church and... Uh, uh, my great-grandparents were pioneers here in the, in the valley, and that's the reason I grew up in the church, and I was a faithful Mormon, one of my first convert in junior high school. And uh, then I met some young people that challenged me about my beliefs, and they asked me about uh, what, what did I anticipate when this life was over, and I said, well, hopefully I want to be a god. And they said, what? <laughs> and I said, well, you know, the Bible says, as many as God once was, and as God as man may be. And they said... <laughs> the Bible says that? <laughs> Where? And then I was in trouble. But at any rate, that started a search on my part to try to answer some of those things that ultimately led me to read all the standard works, including the Bible. And in reading the Bible, ultimately, I came to know Jesus Christ as Savior. How old were you? Seventeen. Seventeen. Mm -hmm. So what did you do with the Mormonism that you had been brought up on from that point forward? Well, the Lord was speaking to me. I went on to Bible college and seminary, and uh, I discovered that a lot of the Bible college students and seminary students knew nothing about Mormonism, and some were really ready to embrace it as Christian. And so I began to talk to them, and then the next thing I knew, I was being invited to speak at some churches and so forth, and I did that, and the Lord used that uh, more than 50 years ago to have me appointed as a church planting missionary to come to Utah. Wow. And uh, I've been here ever since. Wow. Praise God. Thank you so much. Pastor Timothy, tell us about yourself. Come in a little closer. 
Well, I'm uh, also a former Mormon. I joined the church at age 18 and was Mormon for 10 years. Been a Christian now for 30 years. Um, been in ministry for about 27 of those. Start, did radio broadcast actually in uh, Flagstaff, Arizona for a year and uh, moved up to Utah as a missionary in 1986. And um, my wife and I moved up from, had a six-year break in Texas for a while, and in 2002, my wife and I moved here, and we're missionaries, missionary trainers. We uh, have people kind of like Russ and Utah Partnerships for Christ. We have people come in um, out of state to work with us, train them to how to witness to Mormons and stuff. Um, and we also uh, are going to move, my wife and I are moving to Malaysia next this year, Wow. Yeah, but our colleagues, John and Lori Cower, who are here still in, in, the, in the audience, they'll still be with us, and they'll carry on the ministry here in, in Utah. We'll have John on the 400th show. Okay. If, if right. we're still around. Listen, uh, any, any words? First of all, did, did we get your graphics up? Do people know how to contact you? And Marv, what do you, people contact you, what do you do? Do you have books? Do you have, what do you offer them? I've written a book called Mormon Claims Answered, and that's what it is. It's not a Mormonism under attack, but it's... Uh, a response to some of those claims they make for themselves as well as uh, against Christianity. And of course they claim we're all apostate, you know, part of apostate Christianity and they're the one true church and they are the only ones with authority and so forth. And so the book answers some of those kind of things and it's the type of book that actually we've had a number of former missionaries who've come to know Christ through reading that book. And uh, it's good for Christians to train them. In fact, that's how I we put it together. We, we had young people coming like you did and, mm -hmm. and uh, Russ East and so forth and uh, they were doing door-to-door -door work and wanted to know could I give them some notes and uh, uh, so I began to compile notes and that ended up being Mormon Claims Answered. Praise God. Thank you so much. Any, what do you guys, you're moving to Malaysia, what yeah. will your partner then carry on here in Utah? The same kind of work that we've been doing here. They'll still be missionaries, missionary trainers. Um, we do have a website, I think you probably had that on the screen, uh, thinkabouteternity.org. And uh, all the materials there are free uh, that you can download. Um, we also have some of them in hard copy. If they want hard copy, we can get that to them. And um, they'll, they'll just carry on the same ministry that we're doing now excellent final any message you'd like to give we'll start with you timothy to the audience well i just like to uh say and that i want to thank and praise the lord god a sovereign god who caused me to be born again uh, granted me faith to believe in him and uh, to be touched by the gospel and um, so i just want to give him the praise and the honor for that and the opportunity that we've had all these years to be able to Share that truth with other people, it's just like you've said uh, many times already. It is a relationship. It's not a religion. And uh, in our church, we, we invite people to Christ, not to our church. Um, and we hope that if people come to our church, that they will find that relationship also with Jesus. Praise God. Marv. Mine would be similar. First um, Timothy 2.5 says there's one God and one mediator between God and then the man Christ Jesus. And that Savior is the one who saves them to the uttermost that come to God by him, as Hebrews 7.25 says. And the Christian who does that is complete in Christ. There's nothing can be added to Christ. We're absolutely complete. And that's a message not only for Mormons, but for everybody. Praise God. Thank you so much, Thank gentlemen. You. Really appreciate it.
Where are we? All right. We would like to take a minute and publicly recognize the churches here in Utah that have uh, stepped up and helped support Alathea over the years. In terms of numbers, they have been uh, few, but those who have stepped forward, we applaud uh, for their courage to uh, support me because uh, I do make a lot of mistakes and, and I do get angry and things. And so it does create some embarrassment. And sometimes people get angry about that. But we've had some churches who have stepped up uh, over 130 churches in the state. Um, we've had, we've been supported by Cross Point Community Church, Pastor Scott McKinney and Alpine uh, Church in Ogden uh, and Pastor Stan Felder. And um, those who have always from the get-go been there, Sandy Ridge Community Church, Pastor Travis Mitchell and Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, Pastor Jeff Nellermore. Nellermo. Now, uh, we have the ever vivacious Pastor James from Good Shepherd with us tonight to talk about something that's very near and dear to his heart. Um, James, where are you? How you doing, my brother? Well, good. This is Pastor James, and uh, we thank you for your support. You're on the spot now. Tell us about the Transitions Project. Uh, Transitions is a wonderful project where um, we come together with a whole range of different kinds of denominations and Christians and we talk about what is it to go through the emotional experience of transitioning out of the LDS church and into um, historic Christianity. Uh, LDSTransitions.com is a wonderful website. You, the first three videos are free. There's an extended workbook you can download in a PDF file. That is free and we're just trying to uh, help people, give them the courage and support and bless them as they make that transition. We, uh, we got together with James and we made an agreement that Aletheia Ministries would promote any church that sends somebody, it can be anybody in their pastorship, right? To be trained? Pa Pastor, elder, Joe or Susie Q, you know. Joe or Susie Q can come and be trained on transitions uh, by the transitions people. And then once their transitions trained, then we'll promote that church here on the show. And we have a, a number, I don't know how many we've got up there that we show, but there's so many more that should be doing this and taking advantage of this. The curriculum is really well done. They put a lot of time and money into it. And all it does is it helps you and your church members embrace Latter-day Saints as they come in and help them understand how to assimilate into the body of Christ more effectively. So uh, we have the information uh, up on the screen for transitions, ldstransitions.com. And uh, any final words that you would share with our audience, James? Having been here, uh, leading people, teaching them the truth, what would you say? Well, I've been, uh, I came out of the LDS Church a long time ago and uh, had Marv Callen as one of the folks training me. Timothy Oliver actually lived uh, with my family as he was helping us start a congregation in West Jordan. We've been in the field doing lots of stuff for a long time, and what I see now is just so joyous. Praise God. Because God is doing something wonderful, and LDS people, as you are listening, do not be afraid, because the Holy Spirit has you right here and will carry you and will bless you and will encourage you, so be bold and ask those questions and have some honesty and integrity as you search for the truth. Praise God. Thank you, my brother. Love you. Thanks. Our next guest I'm excited to have is once a Mormon, always a Finn, and a brave co-founder with her husband, Dennis, of his ministries, 
my sister in the Lord, Rowney Higley. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Rowney, give us a rundown of your life uh, in 20 seconds or less. I'm just kidding. Uh, give us a rundown on how things happen. You were LDS. Just give us the synopsis of what happened with you and your husband. Okay. I was a convert to Mormonism. Uh, and um, I, I grew up as a, a child of a non-believers in anything, really, actually. And my parents died when I was a young, young uh, person. And my grandparents died. By the time I was 18, all my family were dead. Everybody that I had loved was dead. Then I met a Mormon girl who told me about the work for the dead that the Mormon church does, and that was it that converted me. I said, that's what I want. I want my family. I want to help my family because I knew that they were not believers uh, on anything, even though my mother has taught me to uh, say the Lord's Prayer when I was little. Uh, so that was what brought me to Mormonism, and I was, I served the mission for the Mormon Church in Finland before I came here. My husband, Dennis, served the mission in Finland. That's where we met. We were missionaries at the same time. And then uh, after my mission, I came to Salt Lake City to be with the Mormons. Wow. I didn't have a family. I wanted to be where everybody was a Mormon and I could talk about Mormonism. And I realized that the Mormons don't want to talk about doctrinal things. They didn't, they, uh, they just didn't want to talk about doctrine. And I, that was the reason why I wanted to come here. Well, I was working for the Mormon church as a translator, interpreter, and language coordinator over 14 years. And that work got me into studying Mormonism from its original sources to learn what Mormonism was. I was doing a research for all these 14 years while I was translating. And then I, I learned Mormonism wasn't what I thought that I had joined to. But here I was uh, now, a Mormon, married to a Mormon, who was a sixth generation LDS and has never, ever questioned anything. We had a serious problem wow. when, I, when I quit working for the church and I said, hey, I really don't believe this anymore. So, uh, so that was the uh, the thing, and we went through a, quite a hard time for uh, maybe a year and a half until finally I challenged my husband. I said, "If Mormonism is true, then you need to prove it to me that what I have learned is not, you know, that I have learned something false there in the church archives." You're and, a smart woman. Yeah, and so yes, and <laughs> you know, but anyway, my husband is a man with a high integrity and he uh, took my challenge and he decided that we're going to study the things together and which we did and we came out of Mormonism um, then we came we started to study the Bible really seriously with uh, Chuck Missler's tapes you know Ooh. you know we started that in 1982 and uh, we came to know the Jesus, who is not a Jesus that we had worshipped as the Mormons. We had 
totally worshipped another Jesus. And then we realized that Jesus of the Bible is God who became a man, not man who became a God, and that he's not our brother. You know, I we had to totally relearn who Jesus is. And the John 8, uh, 23, was the key verse to me because it shows that there is no pre-existence. Jesus says here, I am from above, you are from below. You know, I'm the only one who came from heaven. And so then I realized, no, we didn't. We are not children of God. From We have to become children of God. And the next verse, Jesus says, unless you believe that I am he, meaning God Almighty, you will die in your sins. And so you have to know the true Jesus before your sins can be forgiven. And that's what we are now teaching to uh, uh Anyone who wants to hear, we have been, we have developed a 12-week course on Mormonism, teaching all the issues of Mormonism so that Christians can learn how to witness to Mormons properly so that even though the terminology is the same, we, we need to verify that what they think Christianity is, it's not. The problem with Mormons is that they don't know what true Christianity, biblical Amen. Christianity is. They think they have it, they have the words, but they have a totally different meaning. And so that is what we basically do. Teach that Jesus is Lord and we love him. Praise God. Now. You have, uh, you've done your 12-week course many, many times at Calvary Chapel, Salt Lake City. Yes. You just finished there. Where are you going to be teaching it now for the next 12 weeks? Uh, we, will be, uh, we will start teaching in February in the uh, First Baptist Church of the uh, Rose Park. Okay. Uh, it's a Southern Baptist Church, and we will be teaching there. Um, and then we go back again in the fall to Calvary Chapel, and we have been teaching that since 04 there, but wow. we, we taught before, um, you know, we taught at the Southeast Baptist Church in 03, and we've been uh, going across the country doing short uh, classes, oh, including the Midwestern Theological Seminary, where Sandra has been at the same time with us, too. And wow. We've been doing many things um, across the country. God has been good. We just love the Lord Jesus, who is God, not yeah. our brother. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Brownie, before uh, you leave, uh, a final message to the audience, to the LDS who might be listening. 